Hello and welcome back to Filter Optional. I am Chico West. And I'm Shannon West. And I'm the no filter. I am the filter. But I mean, that role might be changing. It's not. I mean, I think you keep wanting it to, but um, in our house, we have for years we've used words like filter and no filter, hence the whole name. When we had to come up with a, a name and a, a thing, that was the natural no filter and no filter. But it's really um, a matter of diplomacy. Like I am diplomatic and you are not. And that's that's just a that's that just is a thing. truth. And then I am an eight, and you are not correct. You are a challenger, and I, I am not. I run from the challengers. In fact, in stress, did you know? A little more in depth enneagram stuff is that in stress twos, because I'm a two, twos go to eight in stress. Yes. is that crazy? So I don't need to be in I don't need to be in the eight space because that's me in stress. So you can imagine how eight's behavior stresses me out. Anyway, so and, so and the then cra- also that's how come I'm saying that you that you might be coming the no filter because you've been in stress lately, and it's like you don't have a filter when you're speaking <clears throat> to me at times. Oh, are we going to do a whole episode on this? <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's. This wasn't the planned topic, but let's go. No, no, no. Let's not. Uh, let's we'll let's that pause later. that. Uh-huh. But real quick, this I've is filter optional, yes. and the you know Shannon and I are married, and and we and this is a West Media production. This is the hundredth episode. It is, and so really, what we want people that. to right? really? do, yes. it is. Damn, we should have planned this. Yeah, I know, right? So well, there's still we time because we won't air it yet. Ha- we'll do some happy, confetti. Happy 100. But uh, what I want to say about our 100th episode is really, I'm asking people that are listening, please rate us on on iTunes, uh, on the podcast app. Rate us on on uh, our YouTube channel if you're watching us. But only rate us a five. Only rate us a five. I mean, you know. You know Get get That's just go in there because we really like this. Share these episodes because that you like thing. with others. We have heard from many people lately that um, they've been listening and they've been binging and um, and I love that. And I've heard from people that I still wonder if my like inner circle, like my Friday lunch people, have even listened ever, you know, or whatever. Or and if I, that's too weird to be. I, I wonder like the that same intimacy. thing about my yeah. my my friends. You is know, is it too weird to like? You know, I don't know. And so we're going to talk a little bit about all that today, like community and you know, authentic um, intimacy and relationships and um, all that kind of stuff. But um, and friendships and safe people. But it's interesting to me to think that. I'm pretty sure most of my friends don't really listen. So if you are listening, <clears throat> if you've kind of found us and you like like what we have to say, then please like us on um, iTunes. It just helps us. And, and Or Spotify or, you know, the can, other platforms that you're listening yeah. to. Share it, you know, post it. You and, don't have to. You You can do that. But, you know, some people like to remain anonymous in what they listen to, and I get that. And so um, if you just like us, that's great. But it will truly take you, you know, three seconds. Well, you just click the five stars, yeah. And if you you want to spend 15 seconds, just write a little, you know, review. Just say, love it. 
Exclamation point. Yes. So, and, and the reason we're talking about that is we know people are listening. We heard people that are binging. You know, we want to come back to a couple episodes ago. Uh, you know, we had my buddies Chad and, and Greg, who we call Gordo, mm-hmm. uh, on the episode. You were sharing from a, a woman's perspective about community. Chad and, and accountability and accountability and Chad Gordo and I have this really truly authentic community where we try to pour into each other and hold each other accountable and and speak truth and love to each other and you know that episode and and, and I've had some people ask me okay how, how do how do I encourage my husband to you know have this community i want a community from a women's perspective and they shared with me that uh man i identify with shannon as like safe people and stuff like that and so i mean i wanted to really break that down you know more and for you and i to talk about it and where where we have that community and how that community actually helps our marriage Yes. In many ways. Well, and by c- that community, you mean a community of accountability, like people that are safe people for you to talk to. And I think that when it comes to the male and the female, um, uh, I think women tend to overshare um, what's going on in their life, and men tend to undershare what is going on in their life or not share at all. And, and, they, um, and what so, I would call that is they dance around it. Now, men's dancing around it is they undershare, you know, and they don't really share. They kind of dance around. How are you doing? I'm fine. No, I, I think it's you avoidance. Know, it's avoidance, but it's it's a dance. It's a well, dance of and avoidance. I think men are more weary as, I mean, I don't n- know what it is about a man more weary of someone being a safe person than women are because women thrive on, you know, friendships and friend groups. And then, and then when a woman, um, you know, uh, betrays you by gossiping or telling something that, you know, it just turns into this like kind of drama circle loop. Like, I can't believe you said that about me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe, you know, and it's, it, women start sentences all the time with, okay, you can't say anything to anyone <laughs> about this. <laughs> I mean, no, this time I mean like anyone. Yeah. You know, instead of the last time when I said anyone, but I kind of meant you can say something to, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so that doesn't live in town or in the state or whatever. But men don't ever start sentences like that, I don't think. No. No, but, you know, I, I don't think so either. And you know, Because I don't think they feel safe. They're like, oh. Well, know. and I think some of... Some of what what happens with men, and I and and I'd like to you know just break it down with you as a woman is, men get a lot of their identity from their work and what they do, and right. so they they become human doers instead of human beings. And that identity of what I do, it's like if I if I share myself, if I you know really step into that authentic community. I, I believe there's some characteristics for that authentic community, and that is that is one of you know vulnerability, gratitude, and care. If I if I say that I may have made a mistake as a husband, or I may have made a parenting you know sidestep, or I may not know as much about my job as I should, I'm you know I or, may need or, to ask some questions. I mean, in men, you know, I may need to ask directions. Yes. Or in direction, you know, yeah, and there's I mean, we, you know, we the, joke about that, that right. men don't ask direction. Right. But I think it goes a little further, Shannon, in the sense of, 
you know, we've, we've done some episodes on fear, but it's like, I love, I, I have a buddy in my, in my men's group that of notorious centers that I do the zoom on. I've talked about that before. I have a buddy. We we're talking about fear. That was the topic. We had a reading and this buddy of mine goes, I live on the corner of fear and insecurity. Yeah. And it's like, and he's one of the, in our, in our field, you know, of behavioral health treatment and stuff. He's one of the national leaders. And it's like, he feels safe enough to say, hey, I live at this corner of fear and insecurity. You know, am I good enough? And so when you... When, but and, he's not going to say that to his employees. No, but he... Because that's not the safe environment for that kind of accountability. You want to be held accountable for that. You want these people that come alongside you in your group to say to you, Hey, listen, how can we work through that? Like, you know, I understand you're feeling that, but like, why, you know, maybe we can talk about why, whatever, break it down in an accountability group so that you walk away from it almost like a therapy session with, without paying for therapy. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. And, um, and so that, that's where I'm, I'm going is like, man, I, when I heard that, when he shared that, I go, whoa, I live there too. And yeah. so when, when I'm getting in. And consumed, then you know you're not alone. Yes. And so it's like, it's like upside down thinking, you right. know, and a lot of times that's, that's the way of God is truly that upside down thinking, you know, it's like the, you know, the way of God is, is truly weakness. You know, I've, I've talked about before a couple of my favorite verses are Psalms 51, 16 and 17. The sacrifices of God are not burnt offerings or I would offer them, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Right. It's like, man, can I go to others to find that community uh, where, where it truly is, you know, that brokenness? Well, and, and safe. And I think that even a lot of people, I mean, you and I both come from a Christian perspective as far as like, um, you know, I like to, you know, there's all this talk these days about manifesting, you know, things for your life, you know, and um, I consider that actually just um, prayer. Um, so however you view it and however you um, spiritually like to look at that, there's something to be said about putting those things out in the airways with safe people. Like, I live at the corner of fear and insecurity. If you voice it, you're kind of letting it go if you're kind of working it out. It takes away its power. Right. Yes. It, and it, you, But you want to share that with safe people. But those people that are like, I'm going to manifest this for my and, and vision boards. I wanted to do a vision board in January and I just didn't get around to it because we were still kind of doing this COVID thing. But I think vision boards are an act of, I think vision boards and um, manifesting and all, they're acts of prayer to me. Um, so I'm not a strong believer in, um, and this is putting myself out there and I'm not, um, <clears throat> I'm not, not validating other people's beliefs, but a vision board in and of itself is not going to make those things happen. You know what I mean? It just gives you, but, but it, I like the word vision board. 
Yeah. You know, it gives you a vision. It, it you know, it it becomes how your brain might work. You know, it can give you this picture and, and then, stuff and like And then that. don't you want to share those things with a safe person in order to help manifest those things in your life? Um, and whether that looks like, for me, it looks like personal prayer, but it also looks like personal accountability to tell someone, a friend that I trust and a safe person, you know, I'd really like to see this happen in my life this year, I'd, you know, and really share that knowing that they're not going to look at you and laugh in your face and say, like, if I said, I'd like to be Celine Dion this year, like, I'm going to put her picture on my vision board and they're looking at me like, I've heard you karaoke. Like that is not going to happen. And they'll, they'll point out your blind spots. And so part of that accountability is, is giving you those blind spots. If it's a true authentic community to, you know, of accountability, it's like, no, Hey, let's be realistic. You have some other gifts, but that's not one. Right. Or maybe you want to go take one voice lesson. And have a professional tell you that that's not what you're cut out to do. But, you know, not to squash an accountability group and safe people are people that aren't going to squash or get jealous or try to hinder you, you know, because you're take away that, you know, dream of singing and whatever. But it could be as simple as, um, you know, I want to get a job doing whatever a safe person will encourage that and help you kind of work through that and talk about how you can make that happen and whatever. An unsafe person will be jealous of the fact that you might get a job and make more money and have more success and there might be some some sabotage. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. But, and, and we can, you know, I I, I'm I not... I'm not I kind of derailed there. I didn't mean to. I, I'm not disagreeing with safe people and unsafe people. But yeah. what I do want to say is I love this quote. As long as we are, remain afraid of each other, we arm ourselves and live defensive lives. And so it's like, I got to address my fear. So if I'm, if I'm afraid... You know, opening up in an authentic community, I'm going to arm myself and I'm going to live a defensive life. I'm not going to. I'm not going to truly experience vulnerability. Well, right, and I think for women, um, we get burned more in that category because we do overshare, and so. And they and they use it as a weapon against you. So right, so that's why I do talk about safe and unsafe people just for me personally i have finally realized that i don't have to overshare to be friends with someone like they don't have to know i used to think that to be a really good friend there needed to be a level of intimacy as far as me sharing my life with that person in order to be real friends and I, I, at 51 years of age now, I don't think that's the case. I don't have to overshare with people to be their friend. Does that make sense? But I do have my people that I need to share with. Yes, and sometimes sharing, I believe, is listening. I like that that yes. other statement is, you know, listen with the same intent you want to be heard, 
you know, and so when we begin authentic community or accountability groups and stuff like that is like so many times we get so okay, I need to get my agenda out there. I need to confess. I, or, you know, I need to share my crap and, and we miss that connecting moment with the other. Haven't you ever been around a group of women? Yes. And they're all talking at once. I, and I can't, and it's like, it's like chatter. You walk into a room and they're all talking and And you're five different conversations. You completely shut down and you're like, I don't know how y'all do that. And we've all kept up with all of them pretty much. And that's still community. We have work communities. You have your communities of your girlfriends, and y'all can all sit around and talk and do those things. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But what we're talking about is, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. But you don't feel you don't have to. I don't have to feel like I have to be so vulnerable with just a group like that. If I don't well, want to be, did you get did you get that little uh, part I sent you today from my meditation? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know I I like it. It's just it's pretty short. I believe that the Lord has a few people for each of us that we are called to be totally open with. Oftentimes, healing uh, for our sins comes through confession and repentance to God and to fellow believers. When our sin is truly brought into the light in front of believers, we can better see it for what it is and gain help and accountability you know and so then you know he gives this these verses from ecclesiastes but i i like it that there's there's a few people in our life that we can do that and so it's going to take some vulnerability it's going to take some and vulnerability takes courage yes you know and i have that you know with greg and and uh chad yeah and it's it's it and, and it doesn't mean that I don't have community with other, you know, peers but, but, and stuff. Well, and once you make the connection and then you all know the rules. Yes. That is the key. You have to make the connection and then everybody has to understand the rules. The rules are you're allowed to be vulnerable and then you support each other, you know, with truth and love and all that kind of stuff. And so... I think it's detecting, and I just had a thought, but I'm I'm losing it. But that's all right. But what I like because is the few people. Oh, what I was going to say is that. So, as parents, for any of you parents out there, let's think about this. With I have two boys. Okay, so we communicate d- differently, obviously, and I haven't necessarily taught them or helped helped them find safe people to be vulnerable with both of them. And one's going to be 22 tomorrow. Um, so happy birthday. Travis. So I think if we don't help our children to find some safe people or safe places to be vulnerable, then they tend to, but where come to us sometimes um, as parents, wait, hang on. And they kind of, it can come out sideways because we're safe people. But, but but Shannon, in a way, in a way, and it, it's not in man because I like, just track with me okay. with my train of thought. Okay. Because I I and I give you permission to confront me here on on our podcast. Oh, but boy. in a way, uh, confront me if it's prideful. But in a way, I I believe I'm modeling that. Like last night, Greg and Chad and I met and. And Travis, I mean, Beck came out, 
you know, and Beck engages and he, he sees that and we're, I'm planting seeds and Chad and, and Chad goes, Hey Beck, I was just talking about you. And he just gave him a hug. Yeah. You know, and you know, Travis has done that same thing. He's, he's seen that, you know, that I had that. So I, I, that's I where agree. I want to encourage now listen, you. I, I totally agree with that. And I think you have done an outstanding job at modeling that. And I do think bo- both boys have taken note and they've asked you about it and they desire that. I guess I meant more from a female perspective because I have two boys. So when, um, when I've been a safe person, it's usually in a, not a lash out manner or whatever, but I get the, um, I get the frustrated children because they haven't been able to be vulnerable and they ha- they feel alone. So I'm a safe person for them to dump on when they haven't been able to be vulnerable or and they feel totally alone. And so because I'm a female, they... And know. I think some of that is the differences. Like yesterday, you know, uh, with Beck, is like I really had him go with me to show respect. Yes. Um, you know, to... Uh, you know, one of his childhood friends who lost his dad. Yes. And, you know, he was struggling because it's uncomfortable, but he was grateful after the fact. And I don't know if... I agree, but so listen to the, can, the part... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, but I, I go, no, I'm going to stand firm with this, okay? I'm going to confess right now. It's like, I, I hope Shannon doesn't rescue him. Okay. You know, and... That's where I, I was going to go. I'm going to tell you. And I go... I, I, I don't think she will, but I think some of it is she's a mom, and so I want to give grace because she's a woman, and she'll want to take care of her, her son. Yes. Okay, so, Beck, um, I I didn't go because I've had bronchitis, and I've been recovering, and I literally like felt like I threw my back out, so I was on a heating pad um, in my room, unable to move. And, um, and so, Beck did come in, and... And I, I did, I just, I really didn't say a word. I let, I was like, let she go handle it, let she go handle it. But then he texted me and said, dad's just going to call me insensitive, uh, you know, and like he felt safe. That's how he was hurting, you know, and that's what he was thinking. And he was being vulnerable with me by saying dad thinks I'm insensitive. Well, I would pause you. I never said that to him. I know. Okay, so, or I didn't know, but I texted him back and I said, you are not insensitive. And dad, I don't know what I said. I'd have to pull it up. But I I kept it very in support of you. But like, you know. But as a mom. Your dad is coming from um, some experiences. He has lost his dad. And he is coming from some experiences that he knows you will appreciate you aren't insensitive and so whatever and so then he so you don't you don't even know this so then i just i was like i'm not talking to him anymore and i was there was a part in the back of my head was like i hope he doesn't blow up at this reception and act like a total you know asshole because he's mad at his dad and whatever i was i was like oh you know let it go let it go and then he texted me afterwards and he said something along the lines of I'm glad I went it was just um he didn't use the word awkward he said it just made he said it made me feel weird in my stomach like yeah 
It's an uncomfortable feeling. It's unco- and I said, yes, and, and but he was so glad he went. Yes. And so they, there's those things. So when you talk about it, it's like uh, going back to your analogy of yeah. as parents, you know, wanting to help them, you know, create that authentic community and stuff like that. So many times we rescue our kids well, from having those feelings. And I think you did a great job of not rescuing. And even though you didn't feel well, and when we're, there's a saying in Alcoholics Anonymous that I love. Uh, I, when, when we're at this place, it's a little acronym. There's a lot of acronyms and we've talked about that before in other podcasts, but it's like halt. Don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And if you're those things. I was all of the above. You know, and if you're those things, a lot of times you you get in there and you get back into old behaviors. Yes. And so it's it's like watch out for halt. And you didn't get back into old behaviors. And I want to say, man, you know, thank you. Yeah. Well, it just, I just know that he considers me a safe person and I hope that he can find his own safe people and sometimes I can't be that for I can't be that but sometimes it's like man we got to get to that place and so I I was doing you know uh I I was looking at this and I I was listening and I I heard the things that divide us are the good things about us and I put wow next to us wow to us next to that statement the things that divide us are the um are the good things about us and what you know and what keller was saying was that you know that's that pride that keeps us away from having that authentic community because we get into pride um pride and joy the best things about us that we're so proud about ourselves that that can become that block from being vulnerable that can become that block from uh being weak and 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 truly experiencing authentic community because all of a sudden i can get into judgment and when i was reading that i was going man i can get that way you know i've been sober a long time i have we have you know our community over in lakewood you know i i love playing golf and there are times that i i'm confessing now is like you know i i see i see these these guys that i really care about that they you know they'll drink you know, maybe too much. And now all of a sudden it's like people our age are freaking eating gummies and I, I get judgmental there. You know, right. I'm, I'm good because I'm not doing that stuff. Right, right. And, and so there isn't any, you know, compassion. And so I, I, I'll get a little snarky and stuff like that instead of going, okay, hey, that's their choice. They can do that. Right. They get to do that. They get to do that. And, and, and it's like, wow, man, I don't like that part of me. You know, and so I'm confessing that right now. What does that have to do with vulnerability and I'm being vulnerable. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm being vulnerable. All right. Okay. I'm trying to model that vulnerability that it's all right that, you know, even though there's that good that I don't use drugs or drink or stuff like that. that You're saying that that divides you. That divides us. Because you don't drink and other people drink. And so that's the division. Yes. But what's the rest of that That, statement? that that's the division and that and we got to recognize that some of the good things in no, us what's the re- oh it's the good things that those okay. good things that we have some of those virtues can can manifest itself into pride yes and, and puff up our ego and so you know that the opposite of being weak you know uh the way of god is the way of weakness is like we got to recognize man we're not that special i'm not right. that special that 
you know, I'm sober. You right, know, I'm not right, that right, right. I'm not that special. It's like my identity doesn't need to be wrapped up in me being sober or my job or my career or stuff like that. It's like to get that authentic community, it's it's cool, you know. And <clears throat> and I think sense. I think you're confessing that right now too, also because we're coming off of um, the member guest golf tournament that you were talking about on because yes. Gary was your guest in town, and um, it's kind of it's notorious for being kind of the biggest party in town as far as member guest golf tournaments go. It might be across the United States, the biggest, like, member guest. It's a party. And it's just kind of developed. It's been that way since my dad played in it, you know. Um, You know, he's 79, so, you know, he played in it years ago. It's It's just a huge party. And so it's funny that you brought that up because I was so, anyway, we don't need to go, I don't need to go off on that t- tangent, but I think that it's more sensitive. It's not like you go play golf on a regular, like Saturday afternoon and you're judging your friends for having a few beers. Like that's, that's really not the example, but, no. um, but you can get prideful when you see, so, so some of these people actually get in trouble, like by the, by the club, like they get in trouble for drinking too much or sleeping in the locker room or passing out at the, you know, on the dance floor or throwing up in the hallway, you know, so they actually get in trouble. So that's where the judgment really comes in where it's like, Oh, I would never do that. But then, you know, anyway, or if someone gets like a DUI or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, but I think people just want to talk more about, how do you, I mean, especially for men, how do you, I mean. It, and what it, what it is, Shannon, is it takes risk to recognize that we're, we're fearful. You know, when you begin to do that and what. And do you think it takes an ask, like maybe an ask to someone like Chad, you're taking a risk and saying, hey, would you want to be in an accountability group with me? And this is, these are the rules. This is how it's going to work. We're going to meet. You know, once every whatever. Some gonna, people might I mean, need that. And, you know, I was I was blessed, okay, in the sense that, you know, I got sober and young and being in recovery and, you know, having a sponsor and, you know, working, working the steps, sponsoring other guys is like you, I, man, it you really embrace that you're all there for a common good with people that you normally might not hang out with. You know, there's the differences, you know, but there is this common theme. And with accountability group, that true authentic account, accountability group is like, man, there are differences, you know, and how do I embrace those differences? And when I when I can get to that place of, of you know, uh, exposing that, you know, I was blessed also in the sense of being at uh, Dallas Seminary and hearing some of my professors and he and we talked about spiritual formation and and how to do that and ask questions what you know what are you doing but see what what I think one of the questions that you know my professors didn't share is like okay what are you afraid of today you know what is my fears I got to begin to expose my fears because I you know I live at that corner of of fear and insecurity you know and but don't you think it has to start with an ask is what i'm saying like yes, for men it, that are listening out there or or wives that would like to help their husbands along since you all undershare but um d- sometimes it requires some thought like 
maybe some prayer or maybe manifestation, maybe a vision board of, you know, men coming into your life that you can trust. And then it might require an ask, like, hey, would you be interested in meeting once a week for well, and coffee? The, and, or, and yes, and that's what I whatever. That's what I did with Chad and and, or and even for Gordo. so y'all meet for like a cigar, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be like this serious like meeting, like in my office. Yes, you know, but you know, but it and it, it needs to have some direction and it needs to take that courage, yes. you know, and then to be grateful. But a lot of what blocks us from having that authentic community is is you know. Lots of times our pride and our ego, we're fearful that, hey, if I expose this and my identity is, you know, on what I do and how I am instead of, man, that's... what if they look at me like I have three heads? Like, hey, do you want to, you know, meet and just talk about life or whatever? And they're like, what? Like, we already go to lunch like every once in a while. But But that that's why, you know, once again, we're going to just stress, man, it's going to take courage. And that's where that vulnerability and you're not alone. You know, and that all of us have our stuff. And, you know, as guys, yes, we get fearful. Our fears lots of times are different, but women have their fears. Fear of the gossip, fear of, you know, being judged and stuff like that. That's why I have told a couple of friends um, that I trust them and that they are safe people for me. I've told them that. I've, and that doesn't I've, mean that other people aren't good people. It's no, just no, no, no. And we or have, good friends. But yeah. I have, but I've verbalized it because I've said it out loud because I want them to understand first of all how much I respect them, and that I that I actually feel that way about them. And then, in turn, I think that's how you start the conversation and develop a level of trust that you know. And I have friends that don't even live in Dallas that are kind of my safe people that I will call that probably listen to this. And um, one of them's in San Antonio, but um, that is a safe person. And we don't have to talk for a while, but I know that if I have something I need to process, process, I can do that. Or confess like what I shared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, so hopefully that answered some of those questions. You know, it's going to take risk. It, you know, recognize that, you know, we have have these things, but man, there is freedom in it. You know, so there thank is. You. Yeah. All right. Till next time. That's right. Optionals. Ow. One hundred episode. Oh, that's right. <laughs>